0: Brought to you by Brass and Unity. We make wearable conversation starters. Our new buddy check packs are available now. Grab one and check on one of your closest buddies. They may need it now more than ever. Go to brassandunity.com, use the code UNITY and get 20% off. And let's all heal together. And brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with military inspired quality footwear for men and women. To help support the podcast and in support of women in developing countries, head over to CombatFlipLops.com and become a part of their unarmed forces today. Be sure to use the code UNITY at checkout and get 25% off. And brought to you by GFDA. Good fucking design advice. The voice in your head and the foot up your ass. GFDA makes prints, drinkware, and apparel for people who want to do their fucking best. Go and use the code UNITY and get 10% off now on anything on their site, including our collaborative product, Fucking Help Somebody. And brought to you by Daisy Mae Hat Co., the custom hat company based in Nashville, Tennessee. They make custom one-of-a-kind hats from wide-brimmed fedoras to cowboy hats. All of their hats are 100% beaver felt, and it's the highest quality hat you can get. They also have the coolest shirts ever. You can use the code BRASS at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Go and check out daisymayhats.com. Embrace the fever. Live the dream. And brought to you by American Yogi. In a world increasingly driven toward the grind, find your outlet for peace. American Yogi is a mindfulness-based apparel and wellness brand with international retreats, free classes, and rad clothing and accessories to support you along life's journey. Find American Yogi on Instagram at liveamericanyogi.com. At AmericanYogi.com. American Yogi is proud to support the Brass and Unity podcast and its community with the code BRASS15. Join the mindful counterculture, live American Yogi.
1: Lily Rizable, I think I said it right this time. Did I get it closer than last time? Yeah, you got it bang on. Bam. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the better half of Andrew Rizable, who is the ice and free diver that we had on the show recently. Once I figured out that there was a totally badass female side of Andrew, I had to talk to her, I had to know about her, and I had to understand how this woman does what she does. So welcome to the show. Can you let everyone know a little bit about what you do?
2: Yeah, thanks, Kelsey. I'm super stoked to be here. And um, so I'm actually a competitive uh, freediver, a professional ice diver, and it actually all happened um, without... Uh, knowing how to actually swim. And it started from a a drowning incident when I was a child. So it was a huge fear to overcome, but now I'm traveling the world and enjoying the ice um, under the ice with my husband and we're having a great time.
1: Yeah. You do some really interesting work. When I found out about you two, I went immediately to your YouTube because I was seeing incredible photos on Andrew's page and I'm like, well, this, there's gotta be more to this person. And I dove into the YouTube and then I realized there was two of you and the work that you guys were doing under the water and the time spent in bikinis, no less in the freezing cold in Ontario under ice, just free diving. Like that's no big deal for anyone. It was so beautiful to witness. There was something so cathartic and peaceful about the videos and the photos. And it was, it brought a calm to me. And I knew there had to be more to this because it seems like, uh, sports or, uh, extreme sports rather like free diving, they bring out a type of person or something in people that is unique and special. And that often comes from trauma or lived experience. It feels like people who seek out those activities, they've been through something. So when we finished the episode with Andrew, he said, hey, you know, not to like tell my wife's story, but just off to the side, you got to know this crazy story about her and how she actually got into free diving because it shows mental fortitude. It shows your ability to grow in a different way of healing and really looking at your healing and the modalities that you used. So can we touch on what happened to you as a child, my dear? Yeah, thank you. Um,
2: So as a child, my family and I, we visited Indonesia and we're on a family trip that I was three years old and my uncle had to resuscitate me um, because I drowned in a pool. And that was very traumatic because all my life I didn't go to pool parties. I was really paralyzed going to the water. I didn't know how to swim. And that really placed me inside of a box. Um, What happened was my father passed away of cancer when I was five. And then my mother then passed away of cancer when I was 25 and she was like my rock. And and, um, once I had to like overcome that huge fear of losing her, and I was like, if God can help me do this, I really need to look at my next biggest fear. And that's when I got into freediving and found out about freediving. And like, just like, I need to overcome my fear of the water. And that translated into an like amazing journey that helped me with grief. Like whenever I was underwater, it was, it was tough trying to figure out how to swim. And then I went to like um, our local dive shop and took a scuba diving course, I loved it. And I was like, I need, to, I need to figure out how to go further. And that's when I took a course with Andrew and he was my free diving instructor. And honestly, like whenever I was in the water, it felt like all my, my um, current stress and my past you know, hurts and my future worries, it just kind of dissolved because I had to be in the moment. And that was super super helpful grieving the loss of my mom, and realizing that like both my parents are, are you know in heaven now. So, um, but yeah, if you ask Andrew, my um, as a student, I think I was like his worst student. I was a hot mess because I wasn't athletic growing up. Um, I don't really know like how to like react in the water and stuff. And he was just like, you were super excited, but you were there was a long way to go and um, so I, I I passed like my pool portion but then I really just put a lot of training and I just want to encourage people like you know if you put your mind to it and you put the time like I was in the pool for like five days a week anytime I could get off from work I would go and be like hey do you want to go diving and like or just practice swimming and that really helped me get comfortable and really helped me overcome my fear of the water. One second, love.
0: That's better.
1: Here we Thanks. go. The, the fear Food of water. Lighting. I like it. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, I knew, I knew I forgot something there and I don't have oh, okay. someone else here today. Um, but I knew when you were just talking about diving the way you were, it was almost like poetic you know, you, when, when you speak about swimming and when you're speaking about just learning a skill like this, it was so much more to you than just like a life skill. I think we forget sometimes, uh, well, at least I did for a second when I had a child for the first time, I totally forgot that there were certain things that you learn in life that you have to then teach someone else. And you really start to realize what's super important. And for us, we realized really early, like swimming, water safety, the ability to be safe near the water because we live near the ocean, because there's a pool in one of our residents, you know, it is something that is fearful for me to lose a child that way. You hear about it all the time. It does happen on accident and it's really tragic and it's preventable. I'm glad that you were able to survive what you did. Obviously there is, a reason for everything and already going into life the way you did with the amount of trauma you had, it's pretty great that you found something that was so cathartic, but also out in nature. And I don't think that's coincidental. I think there's a lot to nature and a lot to being in the elements when it comes to healing yourself. And there's tons of research around it now, but to see others, you know, doing it the way you are, is really great because it sets a, a beautiful example that these things are not necessarily that you overcome them in a way. It's not that you forget them, but you move forward and you're able to, you know, utilize them as a tool rather than the thing that holds you down. I think that's really great. We we kind of touched on before we started the show was, you know, what are some really great things that you would like to talk about in freediving? Because for me, when I see... You two doing free diving in the cold and the ice the way you're doing it. I love cold exposure. Like I'm a big proponent of go swim in the ocean when it's freezing, you know, go do time in water. It's important, but that's a different level. Yours is a different level. Um, so for me, as you, you know, can you explain to me as you went through this journey, at what point do you go, hey, I'm learning to swim? I feel confident in the water. It's helping me feel better. Now I'm going to just go swim in the ice in a bikini because I like to challenge myself. Like what was the purpose behind this, please?
2: Yeah, um, it actually started with my daughter. So um, after Andrew and I got married, um, we got the news from our doctors that saying that I would have difficulty having children. And so our dream was to have a family and grow a wonderful little family of ours, but um, I was really bummed out, and they found out that I actually have um, brain tumors, so on my pituitary gland. and we were um, up in Revelstoke in b c and we were snowboarding, and I was just so bummed that I wasn't able to have kids, and then on top of that um the fact that I have to go into treatment for like my my tumors so Andrew was just like you know what Lily you just need to take life um like one step at a time he's like you could die on this mountain you could you know um could die in a car accident but you have to enjoy the moments that you have and I was like you know what I could be sitting in this hotel room being super super bummed out and not enjoying this amazing like trip up to the mountains so we came back home and then the doctor said, You're pregnant. Oh wow. I know. And I was like, what, what do what you do mean? I, I was like, I like I have brain tumors. I was having like, you know, difficulty with my menstruation, my, my menstrual cycle and everything. And and the doctor's like, no, you're pregnant. You're like nine weeks in. It was so it was a miracle wow. that little Sarah is here. I know. And um, so free diving during pregnancy really, really helped me a lot. And it helped me with the stress of like, you know, just like the pains of pregnancy and other things too, but it helped me actually, I was super active. um, And I wanted to make sure that I was healthy for labor and stuff. So I was still diving um, up till a month before Sarah was born. And then I was swimming up till a week before she was born and um, we did very conservatively, and and made sure that we were able to um, enjoy the beauty and nature around us, and and um, and still and not be fearful, but with research and and ensuring that safety for our baby as well. And so once Sarah came up, came into the world, and we were so so happy. It was ice season, and. Um wearing a wetsuit while you're breastfeeding and your baby needs to eat every two hours is very difficult to try yeah. to manage. And that's why um Sarah she inspired me to do uh bikini ice dives. Oh my god. So gosh. she's the reason. Woo. She's the amazing reason why I'm doing this um under the ice in a bikini because it's a it was so much easier to just go into the ice, explore. And honestly, like the cold therapy helped tremendously because like with like the back pains of being a new mom, and then you're trying to figure out her sleep schedule. You're trying to figure out how to be, how to sustain this new human being in the world. And then when you're in the ice, it was just so peaceful and quiet. And I had to be in the moment. I couldn't think about a crying baby at home. I had to make sure that I was entering and diving safely and exiting safely too. But it was so refreshing. And when I came out of the water, it was like, I was like a new person and re-energized. Like I, I felt like All of the, um, you know, just being a new mom and and just like being tired and, and like trying to figure things out, it all disappeared the moment I came out of the ice because my mind was reset, my body was reset, and everything was just rejuvenated. And then I was able to enjoy being a mom and enjoy my daughter at the same time without sacrificing, you know, my passion for, for ice diving and my passion for free diving too.
1: That's fantastic. It seems like, you know, her being the blessing that she was, was also part of your journey and healing uh, pushed you to the next level of that healing. It's, it's, it's crazy to hear you say, and, and speak so passionately about being Frozen under the ice in a bikini, because most people, when they think of cold exposure, I mean, definitely the listeners are the type of people who are more aware. I would say our listeners are definitely more aware of like uh, things like cold and heat exposure, you know, as like from a fitness perspective and from a healing perspective. And so I think that you know they're going to understand this when when they hear that. But for most people, general people, you know, the idea of getting under the ice can be really daunting. You hear about people uh, you know, drowning, like I'm from Ontario, we're not too far from where you guys actually are. And there was always that conversation about when you play pond hockey, right? Somebody falls through the ice, like you have to be really careful around certain times of year, uh, especially when you're, um, ice fishing and all of these things. So, you know, the idea of going underneath the ice also comes with a complex set of, uh, I would say, uh, what was baked into me is like errors. <laughs> like you never go under the ice because you might not be able to get back up. And so there's so much more to um, the technical side of ice diving and free diving, let alone the emotional side and component. But before we move on to the um, you know, the technical side, I just want to touch on the emotional a little more because I love something that you said, and it was you, you You got out of the water and you felt re-energized, and you you have to go into the water thinking that only about this. You can't think about her or anything else because it is strictly based on you being able to survive what you're going into. And if you are, if you are thinking of other things and you're not compartmentalizing to an extent, it's dangerous for you. And so I think most mothers, and maybe maybe I'm just speaking in broad terms here, at least from my perspective, and, you lose yourself when you have a child for about a good year. You are not really the mom. You're not, you're a mom. You're not really Kelsey, or you're not really Lily. You're, you're kind of like this person who feeds this human, who cleans this human, who also provides the food for the human. You're a cow. (laughs) You're just like a cow that moves and carries things around and makes things sure things are clean and safe. And that's okay. But it's really hard. I feel like for women who struggle because with either mental health issues or have previous trauma, but also women who are, you know, type a personality are independent individuals and have goals. It is difficult to be able to find something when you've just had that child or throughout that process that really truly allows you to be hyper-focused on one thing. And that is you and what you are doing. And I think that's unbelievably beneficial when you're a new mom, because like you said, you know, I didn't have any resent. I I didn't have to stop doing what I loved. I could keep being who I want to be if and pushing the boundaries even more because of her. So I think that's really great. And I want to highlight because I, I want people to see that because it's really difficult. Like when you first become a mother and I, and I don't know, I know some people that talk about it, but I know some that like to motherhood is beautiful and wonderful and every part of it's fantastic. And that's a, that's a bold faced lie. Being a parent is difficult and it's hard. If you're doing it right, it should be difficult um, because that means you're involved, right? And so finding something for yourself that is so, so beneficial and allows you to only be a better parent, a more present parent, you know that's that's really i think the key to being a successful mom is you're doing these things for you but it shows her that she can do these things for her one day she doesn't have to stop and quit and just up in arms i'm a mom now i do nothing else right that's what's so exactly. beautiful i love that it's great leadership yeah. high five girl
2: high five i love it and honestly we um make a joke that i'm the chinese restaurant for sarah so- <laughs> she goes in she dines in and then she or sometimes she does take out I've actually breastfed um while we were like hiking in the middle of the snow and I actually have pictures of that and just like I want to show her like yes she becomes a mom one day it doesn't mean that everything is now suddenly Lily is out the window Lily the ice diver is out the window or Sarah when she becomes a mom that Sarah whatever she wants to be is out the window Right. But she can still be a mom and she can still be her. Like we, we, yeah. And I totally agree. A lot of moms lose themselves and lose their identity. And I think um, that's when they, they get into postpartum depression. They get Mm -hmm. into like, um, not understanding where they fit in in life. And then suddenly there's, there's a crisis because then there's, there's a lack of identity and there's lack of goals and passions. And, and now suddenly you're raising the next generation to to become oh, history makers. Stop saying become, it so right? intensely so. like that. You just hit me with like the
1: biggest truth bomb. We are. That's. I I don't. I'm sorry. I've never heard someone like articulated that way to me, and it just scared the hell out of me.
2: <laughs> you like are. If, you're if, right. Yeah, we're inspiring them, and if we're locking ourselves inside of a box, not enjoying the beauty of nature not pushing the boundaries then they're going to grow up and be like oh well you know mom never pushed the boundaries mom was just kind of like there she's loving she's provide providing and then they also need to know that you know it's we're a multi-dimensional and faceted person we're 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 designed to do amazing things and to give birth and to take care of humans, and to also go explore. Yeah. So that's, I really, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's, I think, I think it's just legacy. Like, I, I remember, um, I've seen pictures of my mother, and, like, she's petting, like, um, tigers at a (laughs) sanctuary. She's, she's going into the jungles of Indonesia, and, like, doing missionary work and she's like pushing all these different boundaries and then when she became a mom and she moved all the way from like Asia to to Canada that's huge right so I like she inspired me and I want to inspire my daughter and or any other children that you know are I'm blessed with in the future so where
1: where does your family originate from
2: So both my mom and dad are Chinese, but during the communist period, my grandparents moved from China um, to have a life of freedom in Indonesia. And so my dad, um, he was a pediatrician. And so he moved from China to uh, Indonesia. And then from Indonesia, he moved to Germany and did um, did his doctorate there and stuff. And my mom was a school principal. Um, my grandparents actually built a, a christian school there so she was the she had like 300 kids under her and she always was trying to like she ingrained in me like we need to like teach the next generation because like people perish with lack of knowledge if you don't if you're not you know um being inspired and like you know uh, learning new things and that's why learning how to swim and freediving was so huge in my life and I'm still learning all the new things uh, when it comes to the technicalities of it too and but it's just like then you just kind of fade and you're like you just exist instead of you thrive you know so so my parents yeah long story short my parents are from are Chinese um, and then um, moved to Indonesia to immigrate and then they Immigrated to Canada. I love that you said during the
1: Chinese communist period. I'm like, you mean the current or the the, the You mean the one that just yeah, has never I know. left?
2: It's like it's crazy. Some of my friends there when they were showing, like the the videos of people screaming in in Shanghai, and I was just like, this is disgusting. And it's yeah,
1: but yeah, it's um, we have we have some some of our products are produced there that we've our families, you know, worked with these factories for forever. Right. And I've been over and I teach used to teach my factories, how I want my product built. And, you know, I've, I've been to those places and just to watch the response of how humanity is being treated just on a, on another level. It's, it's interesting. I have a, another friend of mine who's been on the show. His name is Alex. Um, really great guy super kind human his he's from China as well his family still lives over there they kind of come back and forth and Mm -hmm. um he lives there and and during COVID and things like that you know he's like you guys you guys gotta leave like this is not good it's not it's not safe it's not you know it's just not not healthy no no it's it's a really tragic situation that's completely preventable um from a human rights level but we we've talked about it and we you know it's it's really interesting we we've talked about um racism towards him and things that have happened because he's only half Chinese um and even in the country and then in Canada or uh, sorry in the United States it's it's an interesting dynamic when you come from other countries and you have different ways of life and how you view life um for example I had a situation you might love this story actually I feel like you will um I was at a winners with my son like a couple weeks ago and him and I were talking and I'll make this as compressed as possible but there was this couple in front of us and the gentleman was wearing a mask the wife wasn't so I said Jack just give everyone some space like we don't really subscribe to that but we're also respectful of that we don't you know, we don't have to do it, but we also teach our son that, you know, you be kind with people's choices and that's okay. Um, so we, you know, and he's like, Oh no, it's okay. It's okay. And I could hear there was an accent. They were speaking, uh, like an Eastern European, um, language. I couldn't pick it up. And, Mm -hmm. um, they came back and they said hi to Jack and Jack didn't say anything. And I said, it's okay, buddy, I'm here. You can say hi. So he says, hi, my name is Jack. And they're having this little conversation. And, um, they were buying Christmas stuff and we were gathering some Christmas things. And they said, um, oh, you're getting Christmas stuff. He said, yes, we only get Christmas stuff after November 11th. Mommy says we have to wait because for the soldiers. And he goes, oh, we do the same. We don't even entertain buying it. Um, And I said, well, where are you from? They said, well, we're from Bosnia. And uh, I said, oh, okay. I said, "Um, yeah, I I said, uh, I have a lot of friends that served in Bosnia. And they said, oh, they said, um, we left during the war. And I said, yeah, it's, I'm, you know, it's really tragic. He said, well, were you in Bosnia? And I said, no, I served in Afghanistan. And we kind of started having that conversation. And then because my son goes, oh, my mommy was a soldier. Right. And all of this, and they're just having this lovely, you know, back and forth with my son, just the sweetest people really just kind. And you could tell we're genuine, you know, you know, when you yeah. meet people and you're like, oh, you can feel you're just genuine. Anyway, yeah. Jack goes. Mommy, I like these dinosaur socks, can I have them? And I said, we just got new socks last week, ask Santa, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then this couple goes, well, can we buy them the socks? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, no ways. I said, it's not that we can't get them right now, but we're just gonna ask Santa and I'm, you know, doing this and they're like, no, can we buy them for Christmas for him though? And after a long back and forth, I couldn't win. And they ended up buying my son, these socks and the cashier was watching. She was like, that was, yeah. And my son was like, mommy, those were nice people. And I said, they were very nice people. But what I got from that was, culturally other countries outside of North America have such a different way of showing love and appreciation to complete strangers. People who have experienced oppression or wars or some type of trauma hold humanity and people in society differently. That to me is my takeaway from what that was. You know what I mean? Like that was my takeaway that there are still unbelievable people in this world that care deeply about strangers in just a way that a lot of, I find North America doesn't do any longer. So that's why I was thinking, you know, about, I was kind of trying to make that connection like culturally, there's just such a difference. And when you talk about your mom being able to be that example for you and showing you that there are, there's so much more to being a human being and being a productive part of society than just being a mother. And I'm not knocking, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking on just, just being a mother. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, you can be a mother and a mother and, and you don't have to be one, you know, one dimension. You can be multi dimensional this huge person who has done a ton of different things because that's how you want to live your life. You don't have to be still and do nothing. You know what I mean? I think that's what's really really great is culturally you see that in a lot of different people who have been through things. They don't sit still
2: and do nothing. Exactly. Like and I totally agree like um being a mother is the most amazing thing that's happened to me and I think it's such a gift for whoever is a mother because of you know from fertility things and other things too. But like at the same time, we were designed to be inspirational. or we were designed to you know spur each other on. It's not just like, okay, well, this is the end of my life. A lot of people actually told me like, oh well, once you know you're a mom, they'll say goodbye to all those things that you love to do. And I'm like, yep, Hol- hold on why why are people saying that and and questioning that and saying like you know what whether it be you know um gardening or you know reading books to going to like free diving and other things that for extreme sports it doesn't matter what your passions are but that's what shapes you and and um and being being a mom helps you to I think that unlocks that I, and I think it should unlock that anyway. In my perspective. I would agree with you. I think,
1: you know, I did a lot of things prior to becoming a mom and then I became a mom and now I'm just tackling all these new things, these things that I never thought I would and trying new activities, participating in new things, challenging myself in different ways. I feel the need now more than ever after being a mom for how long has he been alive? Six and a half years in me, seven and a half. Yeah. So he's, he's getting old. So yeah, he's, he's my little homie now, but do you know what I mean? There is this, I want more now than I have ever wanted to do different things and experience different things. And it's, I hear these little conversations. Like, I don't know where Sarah's at yet, but you know, Jack, I hear these little conversations with my husband where he'll be like, what's mommy doing this weekend what's mommy doing on Saturday. Mommy's going to go skiing. Oh, that's cool. Like just little things like I don't, you know, I try to make the effort to go do new activities, try new things to show him that like, we just keep trying. Otherwise,
2: what's the point? Exactly. And, um, well, Sarah right now, we're actually teaching her how to swim. And so she sees daddy in the pool. She sees mommy in the pool and then we go to the beach and stuff. And, and then she sees that, oh, we don't have to be afraid to go underwater and then she's like oh like this is it's like everything is so new and fresh to her and I love being a mom that way because like even just going out and blowing snow or shoveling the driveway it's new to her and she's like I want to help too and I feel like if we involve our children into the activities that we love and we involve them into the things like even the daily chores that we do it doesn't feel like um now suddenly they're like oh you do your kid things and I do my adult things but suddenly we're a family and we get to experience all these new things all over again it might be new to her but it's refreshing for Andrew and I um like we even like went rock climbing and and it's a lot different with kids for sure like it doesn't look the same as it was before but we still make the effort and we have so much fun and she looks up and she sees Daddy climb, like, Daddy's climbing up there. Or <laughs> or when it's my turn. So we swap out and then um I'll climb. And then Andrew takes her and then we're with our buddies. And then she's like, Mommy climb, mommy climb high. And it's just so amazing to expose her to that and let her know that the sky is the limit and what she can dream up, she can go for it. It's it's yeah, it's pretty amazing.
1: It's, it's a wonderful thing to see you integrate her into your life the way you guys have. Like I said, so many people, when they become parents, they slow down, they stop doing things or they stop because they think that they can't do them because their kids can't be a part of them. Yeah, she can't free dive. Yeah, we'll get her there. But there's other exactly. things you can do. I mean, it's about really looking at your family unit and going, how present do you want to be? And, and how much of an example do you want to be for her? And I think that's a huge... That's a huge important point. I want to talk a little bit about um, postpartum depression and your relationship to it in terms of free diving.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because um, after giving birth, it was super hard. You're you're just like delivering a human into the world, and you have all these hormones going through your body. And at first, I was like, I can't do this. I'm like, how am I supposed to survive? And I couldn't imagine. Um, moms, single moms doing it alone, um, or just, like, without the support of, like, Andrew and, like, my diving community, my church family, everybody, like, around, like, it really takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a village to take care of a mom who just brought a human being into the world. It's, like, um, it really hit me hard when I realized that um, I brought Sarah into the world and my mom wasn't there and that was really really heart and gut-wrenching because I was like I really wish my mom was here to to be here to just hold her but also so there were a lot of um things that kind of spiraled too in my brain and just trying to deal with grief from losing my mom and then also trying to figure out how to sustain this new human being And then trying to figure out with my body, with all of these different, from breastfeeding to figuring out how to like change clean and like help this baby to sleep. And when you're sleep deprived, wow, like you can, you can get into a very dark place really quickly. And I'm, I'm super, super, super thankful that I have a husband who was very supportive and was just like, really, I'll just take Sarah, go, go for a swim and just like or my my in-laws would be like okay I'll take Sarah and then you go do your ice dive and then you can come back and like breastfeed you know and that was huge that was huge because i i was able to to feel like i didn't lose my identity as Lily and i was still being able to balance being a new mom and i couldn't imagine like um you know women who who doesn't have they they don't have that supportive community to help them through that because you get inside of a little box and you're feeling like oh I have to do this all on my own you don't have to do this all on your own like reach out when you need help if you need to take a break and you need to take a shower by yourself like you know let people know the people who love you and the people who are around you and that was it helped me from um not spiraling into into a deep postpartum depression cycle. So I, I want to encourage women out there, you know, find a good community. And like it's so important. So so important.
1: Community is everything. I think over the past couple of years, what the rest of the world is finally starting to catch on and realize is that social interaction is one of the biggest, most important parts of being a human being. We're a social creature. We are a type of, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, hominid that needs interaction. We need, it's, you you can pretend that you don't, but the reality is when somebody is left alone for a long period of time, that's really damaging. It is. You see it in prisons. When you, the people get put into uh, solitary confinement, you mm-hmm. see it in individuals who have no support network, the social anxieties that come from not being able to be around others. And the regulation that comes from being in contact with another human body is from an energetic level. Just look at it from there. Forget spiritual, forget, any other part of you and component of you that needs another person to, in order to fulfill that it's such a sad thing to have seen what has happened to people. And more up more now than ever, we need individuals to have others around, especially in times when you're creating a life, hormones are such a finicky thing when you're dealing with having children or traumatic brain injuries, anything like that, when your hormones are out of whack, you can slip really fast after having a baby into depression and not know why, not know how. I remember breastfeeding Jack one day, crying my eyes out, just hysterically bawling for no reason. Jack got blood work done on his foot. I remember they had to, he had Billy Rubin um, his Billy Rubin oh, points were bad. So he ended up having jaundice and he real bad. So they would like, you know, slice his little foot to get blood. And I remember they would do it and he would scream and I would convulse. Like, I remember I had to leave the room because I just could, I was hysterically crying so hard that I couldn't control myself. And wow. when you couple that with lack of sleep within 48 hours, uh, 72 hours, 48 to 72 people, People can slip really fast. Um, that's why sleep deprivation is part of the military. You need to be able to know how to function without sleep. And some people are just not, you just can't. Some people cannot function without X amount of sleep for no fault of their own, but that's just how their bodies work. And community is everything. And that's something we stress a lot on the show. It's something we stress for people's well-being like to be a well rounded individual is to be part of community and not to shy away from conversation and, and, per, you know, personal settings where you're interacting with more than one person or even just one person is difficult for some people, right? Especially mm-hmm. after COVID. I know tons of yeah. kids that, that struggle with going to school. They can't be around other kids on the playground and they're, they're so fearful. And it's really sad to watch because now those little humans are free, you know, Their wires are set for thinking social interaction equals danger and anxiety. I mean, my God, the the sadness that comes with that, that, it breaks my heart to hear and see. So when you have, you know, over the past couple of years, people finally realizing how important it is to be around others, I hope that they start to realize how important it is when mothers have children to be around them as much as possible, because it is
2: difficult to make a human it really just is yeah yeah nine months is a long time and then on top of that like i i was breastfeeding for a year for sarah and um i was really really thankful for like my new mom community like all my new mom friends and she was she was telling me like hey you know what if you're sleep deprived you really need to look into um this course and like they got me into sleep training course and it was like incredible like by four months I was able to go back into ice diving it was just like perfect right with ice season stuff and if it wasn't for her reaching out it's like hey how are you doing she has three kids and um and she was just so lovely um her husband's actually Andrew's friend from from um university so she was just like just want to check in on you how are you doing and I was like Michelle thank you so much for like and then and then her friend um also Sarah so they're all we're all part of like the Asian wives community oh this is all of best. our husbands are all of our husbands are like half Dutch and like and then we're all the Chinese girls and we're so still, like white people and the Asian wives I mean
1: that yeah. the a stereotype I haven't heard of at all especially in Vancouver
2: so, I know, right? but honestly like without when you're on an island and yeah. and you feel like you have nobody to speak to and to share your your joys or to share your burdens, you get really scared quickly. And you and actually get you can see like a lot of people who are get kidnapped and stuff. They feel like they're you can manipulate them very easily too, right? Like in mm-hmm. like for for war and for soldiers, um, it's crazy because once you isolate somebody from the people they love and suddenly now you can control them. And and it's true. And it's, it's, um, it's devastating.
1: Of course it is. When there's a previous trauma in your life and it, you become an adult, you're going to be, the way you react to things is going to be kind of written there. Right. And so when you've had a traumatic situation happen to you, you are susceptible. You realize how susceptible you can be, right? When you start losing sleep and you start losing those around you, things can get dark really, really fast. I've, you know, I've seen that with friends of mine um, who have been in situations like that and adulthood is often quite difficult, especially when they become a mother, right? When someone someone's taken dramatically, um, it's oh, to overcome anybody who's around that is, is really difficult. So when you have a, your own child and then you kind of have that predisposition a way of thinking that people can be taken or gone missing, or can be, you know, harmed just by being um, ripped away from someone like that's a, that's, that's something that's baked into how you're now going to parent and how your, no. the anxieties are going to be. And so um, I, I can't, I could never imagine. I hope that I never have to, but there is, like I said, something different about the way people from different cultures care about people. And you highlighted that. You just kind of said like my Asian, my Asian friends club, like yeah. they care. They have a different way of caring and checking. I'm not saying my white friends don't. And I'm not saying my black friends don't. And I'm not saying anybody else doesn't. I'm just saying in this particular situation, that just happens to be your community of people. And you're so right. It doesn't take much. And I think that's something that I scream about with brass immunity, And it's that check on your fucking people. Just check on your buddies, check on your people. That doesn't have to just be military. That can be your girlfriends. That can be your guy friends. That can be anybody in your life. I am
2: in your circle.
1: I'm relentless. I'm annoying and relentless. I text people daily. I voice message them. I don't care if it bothers them either. I don't because at least they know that someone was there and that somebody can be there. And so I would rather annoy the shit out of people and make sure they know that I'm always around and that
2: I'm always there to talk to
1: than Mm -hmm. than not and then have people question that,
2: right? Exactly. It's so easy to send a text or go on like social media and like, like someone's story. So like, why aren't we reaching out to our friends and our family and our loved ones and just like, hey, how's it going? You know, just I'm here for you. Like, honestly, like my dive buddies, when when they heard that we were going to do ice diving and then sarah's like four months old like um our we we would rotate so andrew would go and cut the ice hole and then um our other dive buddy like ryan he would like okay i'll i'll do the dive and then i'll come back and then our friend lucy would come and she would take care of sarah and then i would go do a dive and then i would come back and then like our other friend marisha she would come and then alex would come and Everybody would just kind of rotate. And so everyone got to enjoy the ice, but we also all <laughs> took care of Sarah with the stroller and it was great. It was just so wonderful to see um, when community works and when people are, are lovingly reaching out and doing things that they're passionate about together. And that's where
1: having a community is key. You know, being able to live a life that you guys are being able to still enjoy your life, it requires community. That's the other thing too. And and I think when people try to find community, sometimes it doesn't work right off the bat, right? And then yeah. they become discouraged, but I would encourage people to keep trying and keep talking and keep you know, seeking out the things that might make you happy and then surround yourself with those people because you are the sum of the five as closest people to you, you know? That mm-hmm. th- that that group of people should really matter. That's a big influence on you and how you are as a human being and how you interact with the world. So I would think it's, you know, really, really important to do that. Um, that's my, you know, personal take on it. Um, but you guys kind of do a lot more than just free dive on your own. You guys have a business. You guys run Ontario, Ontario Free Divers. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then you guys do retreats. So I know you have some stuff coming up, so I'd love to talk about that. If you could walk me through what that looks like.
2: Yeah, so our best friend, um, Jeff Coombs, who takes all of like our photos and videos underwater too, um, him and Andrew, uh, they run an ice retreat every year. And so it's super neat to be able to um, open this up to other people around the world. And so we've had people from Bahamas, the States, France, come and enjoy the beautiful ice here in Ontario and oh man, so many times, um, if it wasn't for Jeff, like, honestly, uh, having rotating with Jeff to do ice diving, and and he has a son now too, and so Andrew and him are like best buds, not only under the ice, not only free diving, but now they're both dads too, <laughs> so it's just wonderful, and um, his wife and I, we would, we would then rotate, she would like take care of Sarah, I would go diving, and then And then Andrew and Jeff would go do their shoots. And so we're really excited for this year's um, ice season. As you can see behind me, we already have snow up in, like, uh, Lion's Head. So Tobermory is just, like, a few uh, minutes away. So we're really excited for um, ice season. And we can't wait for for people to, like, enjoy the – it's so beautiful. It's, like, kaleidoscopic things. And every time you dive under the ice, it's always different because the great lakes are changing so frequently and um every time you go diving you don't you can't touch the same iceberg like it just formed this winter next winter it's an it's totally something different so that's why we love it so much but yeah it's going to be happening yeah
1: how do people find out about your retreats and things like that how does somebody come do that
2: yeah so we've actually worked with um some people from like GoPro and stuff and also with um other um freedivers around the world but Jeff uh, if you go on Jeff Jeffs website jeffcombs.com and our website ontariofreedivers.com um you'll see ice retreat so it's a great expedition to come and explore and you really get to the to the technical things of it we show you how to cut the hole um uh, we go shipwreck diving um we go chase icebergs if there are icebergs that are formed and um everybody who's ever went on the trip and um and came back they just like man it's it's a retreat that really pushes you to your limits and when we put humans in like really harsh conditions it makes them super grateful but then they're like wow i have overcome you know these really perilous times in winter because you have like minus 20 temperatures and then wind chill then things are like ice is pelting at you but then you're like I can be able to keep calm through this this you know catastrophic feeling of winter up in northern Ontario it really helps you translate to the daily things that you face in life maybe that lineup isn't so bad because you've, you've you know overcome the crazy ice up in in northern Ontario in the dead of winter. Being able to overcome things with others is
1: something that is just proven to work. When you suck together, you grow together. You experience experience things together, that's when change happens. And that's what's really beautiful because then that person has a different perspective on the world and that hopefully will then allow them to be a kinder, more loving, more open part of society. So that's really, really fantastic. I- I'm glad that your groups kind of provide that. Those retreats, those times away where you take take time to focus on yourself and what you're doing. Cause like you said at the beginning of this episode, it takes it takes everything. You have to be hyper focused on what you're doing in order to keep yourself alive. Period. Nothing mm-hmm. more complicated than that.
2: It's like it's survival. And then once you learn to survive, then you truly, truly thrive instead of just trying to exist and um and that's what we aim for the retreats is not only just to take your free diving to the next level but it's also testing you know your limits in a safe environment because like andrew and jeff um they provide like safety to make sure the divers are in you know proper conditions proper gear and making sure that we'll we're able to kind of guide them through so it's not just like okay you're (laughs) you know in the middle of nowhere go and uh cut your own ice hole and figure things out but um so like andrew and jeff kind of guide them through and then they get to take home amazing photos that jeff takes under the ice and um so we're really excited we already have our first retreat is totally sold out and then we have a second retreat because a lot of people are asking like can we come this winter we can't wait till next winter so Jeff and Andrew decided to like, okay, we'll open up another spot. So, um, but yeah, so it's, it's really, it's a week of life-changing experiences.
1: Well, I know it would be. I mean, you guys take such incredible video, incredible photos. Your YouTube, like I said, is absolutely incredible. And I'm, I'm not shocked when you told me this. Like I was very excited to hear about this. So GoPro has used yours and Andrew's For their series 11 advertising their photos and videos from you guys from your dives that's
2: incredible I know we're so stoked we're like ah congratulations seriously thank you thank you yeah so we're really really um happy about that and it's just we're able to share such beauty like I know some people they aren't able to you know go under the ice or or do freediving maybe for medical reasons or other or financially, but like we want to share the beauty and it's just so wonderful to to be able to let people have a glimpse of, of what we get to experience like on a daily basis when it's winter. So yeah, we're really happy about that.
1: Well, I'm glad to see them acknowledging such uh, wonderful human beings and, you know really platforming the idea that you guys have, which is your life is free diving, ice diving, and just really taking people along this journey that you guys go through, um, not only to better yourselves, but be the example and leaders for your daughter. I think it's really great. And so when somebody like GoPro kind of catches on to what you're doing, I I think it's well deserved and very much uh earned, in my opinion. Your page is legit. Like I said, your YouTube is absolutely incredible and I would encourage everyone to go check it out and subscribe because if, like I said, and like you, you know, um, stated a lot of people, if you have health issues, for whatever reason, medical issues, you might not be able to go and actually experience this. So the fact that you guys are able to capture it the way that you do, it it's great to actually get to experience it at least on YouTube rather than not at all. Um, so where can people find you guys? Where can people uh, participate with you and, and help to support what you guys do?
2: Yeah, um, we love to connect with people um, on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, we do a lot of um, TikTok lives as well. So um, just like if you wanna ask random free diving questions or just wanna chat with Andrew and I, um, we do that as well. And then on our YouTube page, um, we post for not only for like diving instruction, because both Andrew and I, we, we teach free diving. So, um, you get to see all like the, the little technicalities of learning about free diving, but, um, yeah, you can follow us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. You can send us an email if you want to. <laughs> yeah. So we're like pretty open with that. There's a lot of things that we're, we're excited about this year. We actually just, um, um, I forgot to say, but our our ice diving um, season a couple of years ago, when Sarah was actually just like four months old, we were filming a docu-series, so with TV Ontario, and it was called Great Lakes Untamed, and it was really neat to be part of that because uh, honestly we got to to showcase the beauty of the Great Lakes and and why we go ice diving. And that was in between of me trying to <laughs> breastfeed and, and trying to figure out how to like take care of Sarah and Andrew trying to figure out being a new dad. So it was really fun to be able to be part of that as well.
1: Is that out so now?
2: It's out now, yeah.
1: Okay, so definitely go check that out. We'll put that in the bio and make sure that everyone can go find that as well. Well done, darling.
2: Thank Honestly, you. Honestly, you you're, you're,
1: you're super welcome. All right, everyone this has been a great episode i'm uh, i'm really really stoked to have you ha- have had you on lily i think uh, a lot of the points that you you break down and and the mental well-being what you looked at you know by utilizing free diving and ice diving as a healing modality i would never thought of i have, like i said cold water exposure for sure but the way that you really took this activity that you enjoyed you ran with it and you used it as a tool for yourself i'm i do want to applaud and acknowledge and i'm hopeful that other people that uh hear this episode it encourages them to go out and try something difficult. Even if you're just becoming a mother or you're going through something, go find an activity, be outside, take the time, put the effort in to find something and look after yourself because it's so worth it. I mean, look at how you are thriving because you also put yourself first. And I think that is absolutely wonderful to
2: highlight. So thank you so much, Lily, for being on this week's episode. Thank you for having me, Kelsey. And honestly, that was so much fun just chatting away. Love it.
1: Good. You're welcome back anytime. Everyone else that is Lily rising bowl. We will see you all next week.